When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Big topic this week, Daryl, um, as we were talking, because K.J. Wright, uh, former linebacker in the NFL, was on the show with, with Jeff and I, and we we got into this whole conversation about Nick Chubb. Is he more valuable to the team if they trade him or if they should keep him? And K.J. had said they would trade him because he didn't think he was compatible with Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. I don't want to get into the whole debate with this. I just want to know what you think is the value of Nick Chubb and what he means to the franchise and his future in Cleveland. Well, um, unfortunately, Nick plays a position that has uh, an expiration date on it, and that is running back. And so, um, you know, he's 27 years old. He has a lot of tread on the tires already. And I don't know how much more they're going to get out of him as well. Like he's had a multitude of outstanding seasons. Like it, he's like in the top four rushing in the NFL every single year. But I don't know if he is going to be compatible with this new offense because the reason why he was, he was, um, I don't want to say so good because he's a good player, but I guess so successful and and so productive is because he got he was given the opportunities within the offense, and I think the offense is going to change a little bit here, and they're going to have a lot of second and longs. Um, you know, they're they're going to be behind the sticks with Deshaun Watson, um, and that's just going to be the cost of doing business. So how effective is he going to be? I think that it's a fair question to ask. I think it's a, a good conversation to have. I'm a huge Nick Chubb fan. I think he embodies everything that the Cleveland Browns should be about. 
Um, he leads by example. He doesn't uh, talk. I, I don't think I've ever seen him celebrate on a field. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him celebrate a first down. I don't think I've ever seen him celebrate a big gain. I don't think I've ever seen him celebrate a touchdown other than maybe, you know, high five in a teammate or, you know, jump, you know, they do the jumping back and chest bump stuff that they do. Um, but like outside of that, I mean, he, he's just the epitome of give me the ball. I'm going to run it and good luck stopping me. So I think that there is Andy, a legitimate conversation to have about like where Nick Chubb fits into the the new offense, which is going to be uh, rather pass intensive because they're migrating away and rightfully so from a uh, run heavy offense. And part of the reason they had a run heavy offense was because of deficiency of quarterback. Well, you assume you don't have a deficiency of quarterback now, but the other part of this too is, is he does, as I said earlier, he's got a lot of tread on the tires. Maybe you can slow the wear and tear on him now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he but, averages yeah, but, five but, yards a carry, so right. maybe you don't have to give him the ball as much. He's not going to put up the numbers, but you're going to be able to preserve him and maybe use him, assuming they can actually get to postseason football. You could use him in the playoffs, right? You're not going to have to run him into the ground in the regular season. He'll be fresh for the postseason. So I thought it was interesting in the Pittsburgh game, he had five receptions, which was far and above the most he had all season. Um. And if you're going to get rid of Kareem Hunt, who I thought was excellent at both running straight out and catching the ball in the flat. Well, let's be you know, fair. It, they're not getting rid of him. He's a free agent. Yeah. They're so, just not going to resign him. Well, my point, though, is is could you utilize Nick Chubb in different ways? Because, I, you know, I, I have a big problem with stereotyping players that can – look, if a guy is good and he's the best player on your team, utilize him to the maximum capacity. Now, could you be shortening his shelf life? Yeah. But like I've always said, and I, I talked about this before this week, that you know Bill Belichick seems to find players that work into the system, and he makes the most out of them, and gets more out of players than I think than any coach that I've ever seen in NFL history. And just case in point, the easiest guy to look at is Julian Edelman. Like who would have ever thought that guy would be what he was in the NFL coming out of Kent State? I and mean, that's just one example. There's there's tons of players, even Tom Brady. I mean, really, that's the greatest example. Tom was nothing special coming out of Michigan. We all know it. Every team passed on him six times, right? So I, I always think that it, some of it has to do with the coaching, or a lot of it has to do with the coaching in the way a coach perce perceives a player. And if they can get Nick the ball in different ways or need to – like I, I think Nick's a great running back, and that's probably what they should use him at. But I'm not opposed to, hey, if we need to, let's throw him the ball. Let's figure out a way – to take the best talent on this team and utilize them any way we can. And like at one point this week, someone had said to me, well, he's just a traditional running back. And that's, that's really what he does. Is it, is that what he has to be? If you want to believe that and think that, then that is the answer. I just don't know if that's the right thing. What do you think? Well, your Kareem hunt is going to be one of three guys. They, yeah. Dernis Johnson, uh, Jerome Ford, or Demetric Felton. Would that, you go with Ford? Now I'd heard listen. One, one of the, I'm yeah. just saying though, one of those three guys is going to be your new Kareem Hunt. And he's not going to cost you six million dollars a year. True. So, no, no, tell me if this is true or not, because I heard this rumor that um Deshaun loves Demetric Felton. Have you heard that? Yeah. Um okay. which is why I mentioned him. <laughs> Fair enough. 
That's why he's one of the three. I heard that he really likes him in practice, and that um, I've heard that from I've heard that from two people actually. Yeah, they got they. I mean, they they got some uh, good chemistry there. So th- that's why they're gonna like Kareem Hunt walk. Um, running back is like the least of my concerns. So they, let me take you to the they, next they, step. They, if 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 that's true, and running back is the least of your concerns. Do you try and based on what you had said in the beginning, is there value to Nick Chubb to trading him? Is that something yeah. we should be talking about? Yes or no? I would not trade him, but he would be a player that has value on the trade market, if that makes sense. I just what I, I don't want to. What do you think I, you can I, get? I I don't want to. I don't want to coming off like I'm advocating for them to trade Nick Chubb. That, Neither that's, am I. Um. At least I think Nick Chubb, you could get a second round pick for him. He's under control for a couple more years. Okay. He's 27 years old. So he's got at least two, maybe three more good seasons left in him. I think that you could get a second round pick for him. That's the value. I I mean, But but see, that's the value I place on him. You know, now probably reality is a third round pick, but like because of how I think and feel about Nick, I'm putting a higher price tag on him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if I was Andrew Barry and someone called me and asked about Nick Chubb's availability, um, like it had, I just, I feel like it would have to be like a second round pick, but I would not trade him. I have no interest in trading Nick Chubb, but he is a player that you could get something tangible of somewhat significant value for, if that makes sense. So let me, if you say second round pick, you would be equating, and I don't know if this is fair, right? We go back to 2020 for Andrew's first draft, right? 2020. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're equating Nick Chubb to Grant Delpit, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Well, those are two nobody. starters. Those are two defensive starters. I don't know. I think his value is worth more than what you're not you're not getting you're not getting a first round pick for a running back. I I, I think then I'm teams, hanging on to him. I I, I you know, think and teams wait for the contract have, to end. I, I I think teams have learned from the Trent Richardson trade. One team. One team. Way to go, Colts. Thank you. We still appreciate that. It's and always game day. Nothing with it. Yeah. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Uh, other NFL musings when we come back. And I want to talk about Canton here for a second. So we'll do that. Plus, we'll talk about uh, the NFL influence or Northeast Ohio's NFL influence on coaching situations around the league. We'll do that. It's always game day in Cleveland. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin, it's always game day in Cleveland. Mobile sports betting finally legal here in the state of Ohio, as you know. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash new slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. I hope you got all that because there will be a test. Oh, good. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, so at the end of the Super Bowl, Daryl, we saw a bunch of commercials for the USFL. Did you notice all of those? I kind of tuned it out. <laughs> I you, tuned it out. Did you see them at all? Did you even I, notice it? I, I, I noticed it. Yeah, I, the one that I remember is the there's the, the the cameras over the field and they're scrolling down and then they finally get to the end zone and it says USFL, yeah. Could Northeast Ohio handle a USFL team? The spring football league, dude. Yeah. Does it do anything for you? No. <laughs> do you think it does anything for fans? That's my. I have question. no interest in spring. I have no interest in these other league, the XF XFL. Like ESPN did a, I think a, a conference call on Wednesday for the XFL or something. I I have no interest. I couldn't tell you anyone's in the league, and I don't care who's in the league. I just I have no interest. In, like. The NFL is like the cream of the crop. Like, um, during the pandemic, what, 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 I forget what league they tried to, like, it started up, but then it like folded, didn't even last a full year. Um, I watched some of those games, and the only reason though I watched them was because I was just bored and had nothing else to do. Um, like, I wasn't watching, um, the way I would normally watch a football game. You know what I mean? Like it was just background noise in the house type of a deal. Um, so that's, I, I will probably watch some of the games, but not with any type of a critical eye. It'll be background noise in the house. If, you know, uh, if, if I'm bored and, and looking for something to watch, but um, I will say that um, it's a nice opportunity for guys that are, you know, those fringe NFL players or guys that are trying to get to the NFL and, and uh, you know, trying to attract front office uh, executive attention uh, from the NFL. It's a good opportunity there. So I certainly don't want to, you know, downplay or or discount that. But like, I don't know, I, I just not nothing compares, you know, to the NFL when you're talking about professional football, obviously college football is its own beauty, you know, in the way right. the game is played. Um, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I, let's put it this way. It's not going to be appointment viewing for me, the way college football and the way the NFL, is. does that make sense? Absolutely. No, it, uh, there is, uh, you know, what's interesting are the coaches, like you talked about the coaches. So let me go through the XFL coaches are Reggie Barlow, Jim Hazlitt, Anthony Beck, Rod Woodson, Bob Stoops, who's, you know, got Ohio ties, Wade Phillips, um, Terrell Buckley and Heinz Ward will be one of their coaches there too. But there's definitely some Brown zing in the USFL. Michigan is coached by Mike Nolan. Uh, the uh, New Jersey 
who will play their home games in Canton is Mike Riley. Philadelphia Stars is Bart Andrus. The Maulers from Pittsburgh, who will also play their home games in Canton, coached by Ray Horton. And then you look at the South Division, you've got with the Birmingham Stallions, Skip Holtz, um, son of former Kent State grad Lou Holtz, uh, Houston Gamblers, Kevin Sumlin, and then Memphis Showboats have Todd Haley, and the New Orleans uh, Breakers have John D. Filippo. So there is definitely some uh, ex Browns influence in some of those coaches' names. I, I like the you'll fact be able that to watch them in cities that they don't play in. These teams again? have cities. They, they, I, I love that they have cities that they don't even play games in. That's so just they're, they're going to play the, in Cle- the Cleveland Browns, but they play their games in Indianapolis. But they're the Cleveland Browns. So they're playing in four different cities. <laughs> Canton is one of them, though. I know. It's just it, it's amusing to me. That's all. I'm making fun of the fact that the league is not actually playing in the cities in which these teams are. I think they're trying to grow slow, which I, may not yeah. be a bad idea because we see a lot of these leagues die out quickly. I think that they're aligned to the original team. So, again, Pittsburgh and New Jersey will play in Canton. Um, what is it? Detroit's one of the host sites. Birmingham's one of the host sites as well. So I, I do think, though, that if fans from Northeast Ohio, regardless of who they're rooting for, maybe you go to Canton to root against Pittsburgh if you're from Northeast Ohio. I don't know. But I, I think if fans show up in Canton for these games, um, that Canton's going to end up with one of the next teams. The demographics here in Northeast Ohio, there are a lot of people who will go to Canton and be glad to root for Pittsburgh. True, too. I understand that as they wait for them to go back to Pittsburgh. But I do think that if fans show up in Canton and the TV ratings from Northeast Ohio were adequate, Canton will end up with one of these teams eventually. I mean, I'm still kind of bummed that we didn't get an Arena League team back with the new Arena League coming back. I thought... Oh, the Gladiators are not not returning? They are not in the mix of the new... um, uh, of the new Arena Football League, which was... I think this was just... That came out like, what, two weeks ago? The AFL? Yeah, they're coming, but yeah, the AFL is being resurrected for like the twentieth time. And by the way, Bernie was a pretty good general manager in that league. They they found good players to play in Cleveland, and and I thought Bernie did a really they nice played job in the, whatever the championship game or whatever they call it, the Arena Bowl. They they played in that. Remember that? So, yeah. Oh no, I totally remember. I mean, Earl Bruce was here for a while when we were the Thunderbirds. I mean, we had some pretty decent teams. I don't know why, but. For some reason, arena league teams, and when you get to um, even like MISL soccer or any of the other soccer, I Daryl, tell everybody what you're doing here. Daryl, yeah, tell Bernie everybody what you just did. My Bernie Cleveland Gladiators bobblehead here. Oh wait, you want to see? I got better than that. Talk for a second. I'm going to go show you what I got. All right, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie Cleveland uh, Glad. There he is. Yeah. I guess if I pull Bernie, I I. God, I I should probably pull Joe Thomas too. My goodness, here we go. Only the second bobblehead that the Cleveland Browns uh, have done since 1999, as far as a giveaway. Of course, they did a Tim Couch First Energy Stadium bobblehead. But here you go. Here here's Joe Thomas. He's going in the Hall of Fame. So they, this is his uh, ten three six uh, three snaps bobble that they gave away. Limited edition. So there you go. But Bernie, well, all right. So you got that. Uh, I have a helmet. I have a gladiator's uh, helmet in my I'm about bag. I'm about to out gladiators you. Give me okay, a moment. I want to see you. Out gladiator me. Go, go. I'm trying to put this on my head. Hang on. If I can unsnap this, I don't know if the video will ever go out on this, but 
I took out the insides. They're one third. My noggin is so big. Oh, wow. You've got a jersey. Is that a T-shirt or a jersey? Hang on. What do you have? It's a Gladiators jersey, baby. Number one. Is that an official like game jersey yeah. or what? Did somebody buy that for you? That's a game jersey right there. Did you uh, win no. it or what? I won this at an auction. This was a gift from the Cleveland Gladiators to yours truly. Look at you for your hard work and coverage. So there you go. All right. Meanwhile, I just took the pads, the ear pads out to put this. In. I, I think this is a kid's helmet. <laughs> so here's actually, the thing. It's so signed by one up, of the players. Right? I have no idea who it is. I think he, this is a, hang on. This is a medium. Can you, would, so if you put this on Andy, this would be like a medium on you then, right? No, give it to Keith Britton. Cause he wears a, um, he wears mediums. Yes. He, he, he lives in mediums. Go see uh, my guns, was- man. Look at my guns. <laughs> Check out the gun show, baby. Um, got two tickets to the gun show. Uh, but yeah, here you go. I got I got your jersey f- uh, to go with your helmet and uh, the, the your Bernie Cleveland Gladiators bobblehead. I have that bobblehead too, by the way. And uh, yeah, so there you go. But yeah, I was remiss. I, I got to snap these ear pads back in. No, I got to. Uh, we got uh, we give give Joey here though some love. There he is, Joe Thomas. Because behind me, I have like cabinets and cabinets full of. How good is this to listen to? If you can't see it, though, how much fun is that? Not? Well, there's there's video, so I uh, we have the capability of posting video. Uh, this will be scintillating video uh, to post and promote the podcast uh, with. But um, yeah, all the the cabinets behind me filled with uh, Indian slash Guardian slash Cavaliers bobbleheads. And uh, yeah, Daryl, I can't. I, it's you know how hard it is to snap these things back on. No, actually, I don't, and I'm kind of glad that I don't. But it's oh, very amusing listening to it your. It is interesting to see the inside of this helmet. I've never really looked at it. I mean, the padding in this thing's really, really good. I mean, but you really can waste somebody in arena football too. So. I don't know. You see, I don't, I don't know. I think it was was John Dutton, the quarterback. I have no idea who signed. Name this. rings a bell. I think it was Dutton. Okay. You got Glad his game. I could share that with you. Um, all right, let's do this, Daryl. Now that we've gone through Gladiator's crap that's in our basement, which is always an outstanding <laughs> listen, let's come back. I want to talk about Northeast Ohio's influence uh, in the NFL when it comes to coaches. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl, and I'm Andy. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. So um, you have a story because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, rain on your parade, but let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, up on the website at 923thefan.com about the influence of Northeast Ohio products all across the league now, especially with uh, getting major coaching jobs in the NFL. What's that all about, Daryl? Well, I, you know, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles the last two years, to be their head coach. He is a 2001 alumnus of St. Ignatius High School. He it was a three-sport athlete uh, for the Wildcats, won a basketball state championship for them. In fact, the school's basketball account tweeted out the video of him shooting the free throws that basically clinched their state championship for them uh, down in Columbus, which is really cool. But, you know, he was an outstanding wide receiver and defensive back under uh, legendary football coach Chuck Kyle, who we know, Uh, retired after uh, this past uh, football season. He won a district title uh, in track as a hurdler. But um, what's interesting now is there's only 32 of these head coaching jobs in the NFL, right? Right. 
five guys have Northeast Ohio ties. So Gannon is the fourth legit native of Northeast Ohio to be hired as a, an NFL head coach or is, active, is, active, is, is, right? is, is now an active NFL head coach. So um, you also have um, Josh McDaniels, Canton McKinley alum. Right. Uh, you have Mike Vrabel, uh, Walsh Jesuit, right? Right. Uh, you've got Brandon Staley, uh, who went to Perry High School and also right. went to John, and also uh, went to John Carroll. And then I'm including because he went to Mount Union. I'm including Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, he grew up in Western New York, uh, born and raised there. But again, he went to Mount Union College. So you have five NFL head coaches right now that were uh, born and raised here or went to school here. Well, here, uh, I mean, you know you what can I mean? expand like, that if you want to. You want to go a little deeper? John Harbaugh is from Toledo, born in Toledo. He yeah. did go to Ann Arbor Pioneer High School, but he played at Miami. So, I mean, if you want to expand that, and there was somebody else I, I was looking through. Um, you had said, uh, Doug Peterson played quarterback for the Browns, right? I mean, there's there's Cleveland tie. I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick was here. Brian Dable was here. But I, I'm I, I am talking about the educational aspect of it, though. Like, well, then these, I think you guys, you need to throw Harbaugh in there, don't you? Yeah. Well, that's Toledo's not Northeast Ohio, though. That's Northwest. Well, I'm Ohio. just saying, but I mean, the Ohio ties are through the roof with all yeah. this influence. But um, yeah, so it's it, it's pretty cool that uh, you know only 32 of these jobs in the NFL and five guys with uh, strong Northeast Ohio ties <laughs> are in charge of these teams. So, so basically, this game too, the, more, the more of the story is um, go to John Carroll or Mount Union or be born and raised here in Northeast Ohio if you want to run an NFL team someday. Okay, so let's just make sure Arthur Smith had no ties. Sean McDermott had no ties. Because, like, I think half the NFL went to John Carroll. Let's be honest about it. (laughs) When you look at a lot of the front offices. I'll tell you what's really amazing, and I don't know. Have you been to Shula Stadium at John Carroll? Have you ever been there? It's been a while. It's gorgeous, and you know who gave them a ton of money for that stadium? Robert Kraft. His name is prominent all over the the stadium, which I thought was just – it was just fascinating to me that Robert Kraft had given all this money to John Carroll University um, uh, to help build that – the stadium's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. For a D3 school – it's amazing because I was there for a seven on seven last summer. I haven't seen a lot of John Carroll games over the last couple of years, even though my brother graduated from there. But, um, you know, it's uh, that the stadium, the influence, the NFL influence that John Carroll is, is crazy. And then you think about, you know, what Mountain Union was able to do in Alliance and, you know, and the game was born here. I mean, look, I mean, you, you go to Baldwin Wallace, you got Jim Trestle. It's like, you can't go anywhere. John Heisman, Akron, or, um, you can go to the Heisman house where we had Oberlin that you can go there. The, I mean, it never stops the influence of Northeast Ohio. And now we see these guys as head coaches across the league. And I think it's, it's super impressive. That's kind of why we need the Browns to get their act together. <laughs> right. Like... Uh, you had the best line. The closest are the, or the Kelsey's are the closest we've ever been to the Super Bowl. As far as a family, you know what I'm saying? 
yep. feels that way. I mean, we've had plenty of guys from Northeast Ohio win Super Bowl. Sad, but, I mean, sad but true, right? Yeah, no, it's totally true. Um, Daryl, I do want to touch on one subject before we say goodbye, and that is the Haslam Sports Group looking into the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, what do you? What's your thoughts on that? Well, they have uh, for a couple of years been looking to expand their portfolio. So, a couple of years ago, I forget the year. It might have been around 2017, 2018 when the announcement came out that the Haslam family was selling Pilot Flying J to Warren Buffett, and they were going to do it in two pieces. The first piece was 39%, and that was for a reported around $2 billion, and then another 41% for a total of 80% control to Buffett. That's actually happening this year, and that's going to be, you know, billions and billions more. So the Haslam's all of the sudden are going to have a tremendous amount of liquidity, a lot of cash on hand uh, as a result of this sale. Now, I don't, I don't know the specifics of how the Haslam family is actually dividing those funds amongst themselves because you know it is a family business. So Jimmy Haslam isn't getting every single dollar from uh, the pilot sale, but he, he's going to get a nice chunk of change. So for the last couple of years, um, you know, remember it was Jimmy and D Haslam were the owners, right? And then it was, you know, uh, JW Johnson and, and, uh, Whitney Johnson, who is the, the daughter of the Haslam's, uh, they were brought in as part of like the, the ownership level. Right. Uh, and then it became, they formed the Haslam sports group. And then they bought the, uh, you know, the helped save the Columbus crew. So they are looking to uh, expand their sports portfolio. And as part of that, they have, uh, they've explored Major League Baseball. Uh, they've uh, looked into NHL. They've looked into NBA. Uh, remember a couple years ago, Minnesota Timberwolves, um, you know, the Haslam's had ex- expressed interest uh, in, in them. Um they are entry. Uh, it's about a twenty-five percent share of the Milwaukee Bucks, which, by the way, is going for half of what they paid for the Browns. They paid close to a billion dollars for the Browns. It's going to cost them over five hundred million dollars just for a twenty-five percent share of the Milwaukee Bucks. So they're going to have some 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 money here to invest, and they want to expand their their sports uh, empire. And this is, you know, one opportunity for them to do it. Obviously, they have they they have to, you know, come to terms on an agreement, which that hasn't happened. But they are, they they have had conversations with, uh, you know, uh, Bucks ownership about buying a stake in the team. So that'll be something to kind of keep an eye on uh, in the years to come as the Haslam Sports Group expands their portfolio. And again, a big reason why they're going to be able to expand their sports portfolio is from the sale of Pilot Flying J to Warren Buffett. Well, we will keep our eyes on it, and we'll be talking about it, whatever happens next with the Haslam Sports Group. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you want to be a part of the program, all you need to do is hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at GameDayCLE. We will talk to you twice again next week. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.